face to face with those two defendant and Karen Canadian. Excuse me. Karen Keen and attorneys practicing family law throughout Central New York and they bring to the show their often opposing views on various legal and social issues affecting their separate practices, clients, and the court system. Tina Bennett has her main office located at 104 Center Street, Suite 130 Canastota, uh, 13032, and the Syracuse office is located at 109 Twin Oaks Drive, Syracuse. Tina can be reached at 315-407-3237, that's 407-DADS. Tina's practice focuses primarily on father's rights and custody disputes. For Tina, father's rights is not an area of law, it's how she practices law. Tina is an advocate for fathers inside the courtroom as well as outside of the courtroom, and you may find her at a rally or event promoting fathers' rights and legislation that addresses inequities in the court systems. And we have Karen. Karen Kinsadian has her main office located at 34 Oxford Road, New Hartford, and has a location at 2700 Bellevue Ave. Her phone number is 315-724-2900. Karen's practice also focuses on family court, custody, and divorce. Practice also includes labor and employment rights in the workplace, discrimination, and other civil litigation. Karen has been an attorney for 35 years and has much to contribute to this show as far as her experiences and perspectives. And then from time to time during this show, you will hear opinions regarding various legal and other matters, none of which are to be construed as legal advice or creating any attorney-client relationship. And the show may be construed as legal advertising. If you do have legal questions pertaining to a given situation, you should consult an attorney and may not rely on any matters discussed here. This is uh, just uh, something that we come and do every week. It's an informational thing, you know. So. Well, thank you, Rick. This yeah. is this is Karen Kinsadian, and that was Richard Foley. Richard is a professional tile installer. His business is located in Phoenix, New York. His phone number is 315-416-2800. 315-416-2800. Rick does amazing work. He can create a mood in any room. He can design as well as tile. You want somebody to come in and do a job, you want to call Rick, 315-416-2800. Karen, did you see my last one I just finished? I, no, I saw the old, she posted the old pictures. I didn't see your new stuff. Oh, in the office, just, in Tina's new office? No, 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 um, I just finished this uh, great big bathroom. It's, uh, Oh, I did see that. Shower with the white walls and all the glass. Why are you laughing, Tina? <laughs> She's turning red over here. Um, I did. I think I saw it when it was in progress, Rick. Yeah. I did. I saw it. I saw it in progress. It was amazing. It was a big job. You know, it, it goes together like. Uh, very. And that's an old house that you live in, so you had to you know, really figure out what you wanted to do and how to do it because you weren't working with something brand new. It, it's shimology at best. Yeah. yeah. You, you really yeah. wiggle with the jiggle. Yeah. You know. Excellent. Excellent work. Um, Tina, what are we talking about today? That project we talked about briefly when you weren't here last week. We're trying to introduce legislation so that way all court orders are nationalized, just like orders of protection. And Tim came up with the name Kalen's Law, so he's been drafting it on his spare time. Sounds good. So you know, that's it, Karen, just sounds good. Sounds good, <laughs> sounds good to me. I mean, I, I've looked over the legislation he drafted, he's drafting, it's pretty, um, pretty comprehensive, and it's, it seems like a no-brainer. 
I know, but do you think some of it has Big Brother elements? I didn't. I didn't look at it that way. Well, because I don't look at things like you do. <laughs> right. Not many do, Karen. I just oh, had to say. Do. Well, I was just saying because it could go even farther. Because in order to track where all kids are to prevent this whole missing and exploited children, right? Parents then, if they had that national registry of family court orders or divorces, that way all schools would have to check against that database. So any child getting um, enrolled in their school, they'd have to double check to make sure that child's even allowed to be in that county, that state. I know that's a lot of responsibility on, on the institutions again. But on the schools. I think, I mean, isn't it worth it? These are your kids. Don't we need to know where they are? Um, and this, you know, in the especially, I mean, even if it's a, especially in situations of missing children. <clears throat> yes. And in order to avoid conflict, what about the first responders that show up and they don't know why they're there? They know there's a domestic and whoa, lo and behold, it's a domestic over what the court order says. And you're putting them in the line of... Yeah. fire or of the unknown and I don't think they should end. I don't think law enforcement should have the full responsibility of enforcing those court orders right but if it's out there then they know what's going right. on and they can well actually no they could enforce it just like they enforce an order of protection yes. if it says if it's in the mom's registry time it's dad's time or yeah it's... but some of them aren't that clear I mean this could get complicated when you put the burden on the police they're not going to interpret court orders and then you have the catch-all and all other t such times as the parties can agree and now you got a dispute he said I could have him this weekend here's the text message I right. mean it becomes uh, another you know what show um, and I don't think call putting, that back out language. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Contractual back out language. You always it's, leave it open. You always leave an open door, and now the police are interpreting the court order. They're not going to do it. So then, so maybe, it's a problem. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying. I agree, though. I, I agree. Then you get completely. rid of that such other further. It, then you, you have, have to be to, more specific. You have specific. to make a decision there. Yes, because you can't, like Karen said, the police are out there to police. They're not out yes. there to interpret. Right. It's not their job to interpret. Right. They have to do too much evaluation as a first responder uh, the way they do anyways exactly. uh, to have to interpret something that was drawn up and it's just it's and like I, and Swiss I, cheese. And I truly believe custody disputes going to be at the bottom of the priority list. I mean, you got a shooting every day on the streets in Syracuse, okay? I'm sorry, but the big, you know, the priority isn't going to be, um, you know, solving a, a a dispute over custody and and taking kids out of somebody's house. No, but the problem is statistically, and if you look at the numbers now, don't quote me on any of these numbers, but I'm gonna throw something out there and think about this. If you talk to, if we we had a police officer here, I don't care if he's a village police officer or a New York State trooper, they're gonna tell you that based on the numbers on the streets where there's violent crime and everything, police officers are more apt to be, uh, I believe, a little more nervous going to a domestic than they are going to something they know and they're already pumped up and prepared to go out on the street to do something. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Domestics are so many things stem, so many domestics stem because of BS language from family court or uh, something of that nature that, that, that it changes people and then all of a sudden you got people making crazy decisions and hurting each other. Yeah, but if you knew there was a central registry, people are kind of mindful of orders of protection. Maybe it then makes people put, be on their best behavior, right? So, because Christmas is coming up, people want to see their kids. 
I think the people that are going to be on best behavior are going to be on best behavior because they give a they give a crap they about the kids. They care. Okay. I don't think there's anything you're going to be able to do about the people that don't care. Right. Can't and and that and that make it all about themselves. They'll find you know they'll find a way around it. The thing I like about the central registry though, it, it, what's I think sparked Tim to do it. Tim is. Why don't you tell everybody who Tim is, uh, Tina? He works for me, and he's a former uh, social services caseworker. And he's a da single dad who had a, a tragic experience with one of his children passing away that got out of his uh, custody. And, and they couldn't find and him. And fled with the, with the neglectful mother, couldn't find him, and he went through uh, all kinds of horrid legal proceedings and abuse from the courts uh, in other states in tragic. order tragic to, in order to track him down and it was too late um, and he that coming from that perspective is how I was looking at his proposed legislate legislation that it shouldn't you, you got to be able to find the kid I mean set aside you know once you're in a dispute what's going to happen and where are you we're talking about people that flee to another jurisdiction another and, state in another state and now you're dealing with a whole new set of laws you don't have the money to hire a lawyer and uh, there's there's no way to track to track where the child's gone right and it takes years it because takes years there's nothing even to run a social security number for a child. A parent right. can take one number away. Right. Where's your kid? So if a central, re that's why I'm saying it would have to go to the school. So present a court order. Right. Or actually, you don't even it have wouldn't to happen. because. Well, it wouldn't help with an infant, though. Even with an infant, I mean, the school is good, but with an infant, you still need a central registry because they're going to need a doctor. They're going to need so something. So that's what I'm saying. Those yeah. people can look up a name just right. like they do now for orders of protection. You're right. plugging in a person's name, date of birth. Right. So that's what they'll need to do. Right. You go to the doctor, they'll look it up. You know, the sad thing about this is uh, it, it, it's great. It, it really is. I think, I believe there, if you want to call it a central database or whatever, but the sad part about it is there's people that are in charge to make change. They have the ability to make change and they'll go to great lengths to smear somebody rather than do go to great lengths to try to do things and, and really help people benefit, you know? You know, it's a shame. I think I have his legislation here somewhere that he proposed. I was going to read it. Um, and I gotta find yeah, it. that's a whole tragic story, and uh, I think uh, it needs to be looked at in a very... Well, and remember with Tim's case, they thought the, the boyfriend was the father. Right. They had so no they idea didn't know Tim was who the dad. believed it. Right. They thought it was just domestic, and it was, but um, yeah, it's horrible. And then he had to go down and prove that he was the, the, the biological dad. And it's just it's tragic. I can't imagine having to go through that. Don't know where your kid is. Right. You find out where your kid is, and this is how you find out. Oh. Yeah. Horrible. Right, but Horrible. then it would help even your worst your worst nightmare. This is what happen. this is what he proposes. The creation of a national database for all reports of abuse and maltreatment, along with all neglect findings, whereby uh, whereby state central registries are mandated 
to report to the national database, whereby each state, when a report is made and opened for investigation, the local Child Protective Services Office and worker will have immediate access to see reports, if any exist, with the subject of the report in any other state. Each state and local municipality and law enforcement will create and maintain a database that will house all current family court orders. Tina's having technical tail. difficulties. Each state and local <laughs> municipality and law enforcement will create and maintain a database that will house all current family court orders. All current family court orders, Supreme Court orders, where the children are involved and orders of protection made by these courts to enforce the orders of the court whereby all violations of court orders will allow local law enforcement or law enforcement agency of that jurisdiction the ability to enforce and hold parties in violation and contempt of court and make those parties accountable. I mean, this is only half of it, but that's one of the other things is the accountability factor in when you do um, violate court orders. Um, you're not going to go to jail. But, you know, that there is really very, very little no accountability. Jail. They let everybody out now. That new bail thing. <laughs> No bail. January 1st, the streets are going to be low. All, all family courts of the state of New York be mandated to set a clear... It costs $333,000 a year to house an inmate. You know that? We, you want to keep them there, you go right ahead. No, but okay. really, I mean, I'm just saying, some of these people, really? Do you really think well, they want them on the streets? Uh, most, of, most of them uh, probably don't belong behind bars. All family... The ones that, are, they're, the ones that they are releasing, that's why they're doing it. Uh, low-level low drug crimes, um, you know, being pu uh, busted for marijuana. I mean, these oh, are things yeah, that are even legal in other states. Other no, I there. really don't think they belong behind bars. But anyway, all family courts, as a course of common practice, will mandate an initial joint custody temporary order hmm. that encompasses a 50-50 shared parenting schedule of visitation prior to any support obligation and findings of the court through the hearing process, void of any risks that place the child in imminent risk of danger or harm and excludes any mitigating circumstances where such order may be placed. I mean, this, this is a great idea. This is gonna, this would help, this would uh, promote accountability, I think. Tina, what do you got to say about it? I, I know you're need, playing with the camera there. Andy Como. I think we need to have him create legislation and have licensing to procreate. That's oh what Rosie was God. saying. Oh my God. Here we go, Rick. The jails would empty out because there wouldn't be, there'd be less bad decision making people. Yeah, you'll we'll end up with a master Take your race. constitutional rights and throw them right out the window that's, with Rick. I'm talking about control. It is though. Control that's your, you have a, you have, that's your constitutional right to have children. Um, uh, anyway. Um, constitutional right to the second amendment. It's a constitutional right to have children. It's an, an it's a it's one of those fundamental. Um, it's your constitutional fundamental right to have children. You can't whoop their behinds because you got someone standing there saying oh, you shouldn't talk. That's about kind of not like an equivalency. <laughs> I'm talking about the right CPS to bear a child. Come take I know. Your kids. Where did that come from, Rick? I don't I'm know. Just Rick, being offensive. He's sorry. just being angry. Get it out of me. He's having an angry. I know. Christmas is in Merry like a Christmas. couple days. Angry, we have a angry Rick today. That was my no. That was my coal moment. Coal moment. <laughs> All right, Tina. I've I've said my piece. Time, oh, time for you to talk. Very well, though, Karen. Thank you. Time for you. Time for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. So we have a like, guest today, anyways. Rosie's sitting here. Oh, 
We Rosie's. do. She's beautiful. Rosie she's dressed she in her Christmas. She's off. beautiful and she's dressed <laughs> in her Christmas. Yeah, we're gonna take calls. Christmas red. Um, we're gonna auction starts. off a date with Rosie. Today. Where's the money gonna go, Rick? <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna donate it to her date so she can go to a place of her choice. So three one five six five six two two three one is to call in if oh, yeah. anybody wants My, to date Rosie. Ladies and gentlemen, calls. we digress. <laughs> We've gone wow, from shared we've oh gone from goodness. shared parenting to central databases to now dating. <laughs> That's where it all starts. <laughs> right, exactly. We're so back so why are you here today? Did Tina drag you here? Yeah, oh, we dragged her. Is she here. paying you to be here? I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's paying me to be here. I bet. You no, deserve, but listen. You deserve it though, Rick. Thank you. No, Rosie, listen to what happened to Rosie. Remember how I was telling you, like lately in court? All the guys are like, shh, shh, shh. remember I told you that? Oh, I haven't told you that. Maybe not. No, I was saying firsthand experience now of how men prefer to communicate with men. I was watching how Simon schmoozed all the other guys. All oh, the good old boy stuff. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. but Rosie's shaking her head because that happened where she was working and the things they would tell her that she needed to do and yeah, raise Getting coffee and getting snacks and... Uh, no more there. like, hey, uh, come on, let's go to the table. Get out! Where do you work? You can't oh, tell where you work. work okay. What kind of job was it? What? She did sales. Ah, yes. I ha actually had uh, I've had clients in, uh, in discrimination cases as a result of that type of behavior. It's uh, it's rampant in that industry, or can it can be. Is it? Yes. Lots Good. of private meetings. There's not much structure in sales, am I correct? She's nodding yes. And so you have an, a, a situation in the, in the job structure that sets you up to being, at being required to attend private meetings. You don't know where they're necessarily gonna be. They, uh, who's gonna be there? Um, they're, they're, there's no one recording the minutes of the meetings. Anything can go on and it can be, it can be quite intimidating if the uh, intentions are not noble. Yeah, but with them, what did you have? They would just come into her office and take, make comments. Wow. It's like over the top. I thought I was over the top. And you didn't complain. She's just making faces. Long story. Too long a story, huh? Okay. Sounds like a good one, though. You know, I'm just playing along with the setting. So you, you were Batman earlier, Karen? I was Batman, okay. <laughs> But back to the Kalen's would make our lives easier. Somebody posted, what do we have? Somebody posted something on Facebook talking about how some attorneys are still entrenched in, this is my last client ever, I have to bill every two seconds or I won't make money. So this other attorney wrote, if you did the 50-50 to start off with attorneys then, it's more volume. And you can mediate a lot more, you can mediate a lot more cases rather than go to trial on them and they'd be done a lot quicker. Right, and I don't, I think people need, just back to that whole calendar. It's kind of like, you know, when, when they came out with 50-50 equitable distribution. Think about that. I mean, not to treat children like property, but when they came out with 50-50 in equitable distribution in matrimonial cases and no fault, where fault didn't matter, and you started at the 50-50 point, cases just began to settle because you're not going anywhere. Well, that should it would that same logic would apply in a custody case. Like there would have to be a huge burden that you should have to meet to say that this shouldn't be a shared schedule. And and most of the cases I believe would settle. 
Do you think that uh, if family court um, should advocate uh, for mediation prior to going to court? Do they, do well, they, they the attorneys do that anyway. No, but now it's mandatory. They're picking. I think it's a great idea. They're picking cases to go through mediation, and they're putting it now in court order. You better mediate before you come back. I've always, I've always, uh, I've always advocated for that. But we had think, that in Michigan in divorce cases. You had but mediate. Karen, we should educate people about mediation. I don't think people should just go into mediation not knowing what to expect. All right, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Oh, what a surprise for a lawyer. Um, Mediation is great, but attorneys can can negotiate. In other words, there's no reason two reasonable attorneys can't help settle a case. Do you understand what I'm yes, saying? If they aren't, as what Tina was saying is, unfortunately, you have a set that's so financially motivated, you're never going to see settlement until trial because that's where they make their money. But if there's mandatory mediation why isn't it just staying with the lawyers that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to negotiate i agree but i'm, I'm saying they're going to send it out to mediation and allow the parties to do it well if that's the case but they it, could be sacrificing their rights and not even know it if they're not that's lawyers that's why i was saying that's that. a they danger almost have to have training even to go into those things yeah. or mediation is limited to you're going to come up with a schedule if you can't come up with a schedule right this is done make yes, it limited you're not going to know the child numbers all the numbers someone just this morning and i won't say who it is because they didn't say i could was was uh frustrated with the system because their their child their their son is caught it's been over a year i think or a year and a half and they're still not at trial one lives in in uh, one city another lives 100 miles away in another city now the kid's going to be starting school. There's been no mediation, but court appearance after court appearance, running 100, 200 miles for each one, it's it's unworkable. Yeah. This is just unworkable. Yeah. And I don't disagree, but what do you think? What, what do you think about? And it should have started at the 50-50, but what happens when they one of them has taken them oh, so far away that you can't have that? Right, and that's why it needs it to be in an order. Non-workable, it's just... It's right. It's a real problem. So now you've got your living 200 miles away or 100 miles away from each other, and how are you going to share custody in a situation like that? Right. You'd have to have every weekend and every long recess. Exactly. Good. There you go. Now there's an example. Right. you got to get creative. It can happen. If it's the right thing for the kid to be where they are, right. then you do it some other way. You know? Right. Somebody's somebody got a sacrifice. To us yesterday, because that's how we set it up. They wanted to continue joint shared, and the mother moved away. But we always said, if she leaves, the child stays during the week with dad. So that's exactly it. He only gets, I think, two weeks of vacation, and every other time is with her. It all it all can be worked out if you want if you're looking at what's best for the kids. Anyway, you're listening to Tina Bennett, who deals with this stuff day in day out, seven seven days a week. Focusing on father's rights. Then she comes home to me. Yeah, well, you know, if there is any time left, right, Rick? Wow. But um, uh, that's Tina. You can reach Tina Bennett at one at uh, 315-407-DADS, 315-407-3237. Make sure you give her a call if you have legal questions um, in, uh, regarding family court, especially father's rights. That's all she does. Um Hey, let's talk about Christmas week a little bit. Yeah, you get your, your, what are your plans, your Karen? Karen? 
I went out for the first time yesterday and went into shell shock. <laughs> I just was like, ah! And I think that's it. I think whatever I got yesterday, everybody going to be stuck with. And I don't do much anymore. My kids are all grown up. I, I don't have anybody to buy for anymore. I'm all yellow rain boots, everyone. Yellow rain boots. Yellow rain boots. I get they socks. Like they can return. Everybody's going to get socks. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. What did you do, Tina? Your house looks so beautiful, all decorated. Thank you. And you set the most beautiful table for your meals. I'm telling you, they're just gorgeous. Elena did the last one, we, right? We, we, have a, we have a Santa Claus convention going on at the house. Right it's now. so cute. But I love how you use your good stuff. You know how everybody stuffs their good china and good crystal away and, oh, yeah, they, and silver away? You bring it out and you use it and it just looks gorgeous. Yeah. Why not use it? Waterford. I know, it's the, I drank, you should. I drank out of a Waterford Pilsner glass last That's so cool. Oh, and you know who we got it from? We got it from a woman, what's her name? They, they do body shop work, but she lives next to Cindy Granger. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> and funny. And I go, why aren't you guys drinking out of this stuff? And she's like, eh, we're now mid-century modern. I'm like, I'll take your okay. stuff and bargain basement <laughs> prices. So are you done with your Christmas shopping? You probably did mail order, right? You're smart. Well, yeah, <laughs> she celebrates Christmas every day of the year, Karen. Oh, yeah? Is that true, Tina? Every day's Christmas routine. No, what I did, yeah. the stuff I like to buy, I, I left it all in boxes. I don't know what I ordered, but I just wrapped everything and I put in a pile for Rick and I. I when I was when <laughs> years nuts. when the kids were young I used to have a, a a nip or two on Christmas Eve then I would get confused as to I'd wrap presents forget to put the names on them and get confused as to whose gift was whose so my kids will my kids Christmas memories are are um, guessing <laughs> whose gift is what and they love it they 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 make so much fun of me about that yeah it's hilarious yeah it was pretty got pretty bad. Well, obviously, it's not for you. Yeah, oops. Yeah. <laughs> those slippers aren't going to fit you, honey. I'll give those to your brother. <laughs> they look cute, but won't fit you. Every year. Every year. Uh, another one, Karen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was finally relaxed by Christmas Eve, you know. Oh, I mean, so much fun wrapping the gifts. Oh, anyway. we're already wrapped. But I'm saying Facebook Marketplace for all those Santas. Rick almost had a heart attack. That's why there's all the Santas. I we didn't have them. decorations. Rosie, who's been at the house them. since the day it was started, she knows there was hardly any Christmas. Do you walls. live out near Tina, Rosie? No. Where, oh, no? She's okay. living in Pittsburgh. Oh. So all single guys in Pittsburgh. Oh, jeez. Give her a break here. <laughs> Pittsburgh's a great city. Did you used to live here? Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. You're near Rochester. Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't ever live here? No. Rosie How do you guys lives, know each other? Because Rose lived in North Rose. Oh, no. <laughs> a rose is a rose is a, a rose. rose is a flower. <laughs> a rose. Right, don't worry. The coverage doesn't go out where you live. We don't go past Westvale. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Maybe a little bit of downtown. <laughs> We're not that wow. widespread. No, so Rose is going to hang out with the dogs and hang out with us for Christmas. And she said yesterday, we need to get matching pajamas. Did you guys go to school together or something? No. No, I've known Rose forever. Okay, just trying to kind yeah, of figure yeah. it out. That's all. She just really comes up for the holidays. But yeah, she's now our we're holiday to... relative. Yes. <laughs> she comes for all the holidays. 
perfect. She's a hell of a cook. I can't think of a better place to be on a holiday than you're doing this. You make the best of it. You certainly do. We're very festive. Yes, you are. It's wonderful. Wonderful. And you're always having guests over, which is lovely. Yeah, you just don't ever come over. I don't have any time. No, now she's even going to be even busier. Yep. Wow. I, I know. So, Congrats. Big congratulations Thanks. to Karen. Karen says she can't do this anymore because yep. she's going to be too busy. But uh, maybe I'll come back she as come a guest back now. A visitor. I'll be, be a, a guest, guest now and then. We'll be a call in. I'll be a call in. We'll do a, we'll do a every call in. We'll do a shout Rick, out to Karen. Karen every time I hear Rick talk about licensing parents, I'll be calling in. He's going to be calling you up saying, hey, Rick needs to be squared away. Tell him to <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> yeah, Get a little boisterous. I'll be a call in. But, um, but anyway, thanks. Um, but I, I, again, I mean, we're short on time. We're doing a half hour show. Anybody wants legal advice in the area of family court, call Tina Bennett, 315-407-3237. And I shouldn't say anybody, I should say dads, because that's who Tina advocates for. And uh, you'll get the best. Well, we're yes. still talking. Don't so, forget about Rick Foley either. 315-416-2800. Get your kitchen tiled. Kitchen yeah. tiled? Get <laughs> your here, bathroom here, let me, let me tiled. Out there. If you're going to have anything done that's substantial, like a bathroom or a kitchen floor or even your, your, anything, you can't expect to make a decision and have it happen next week. Right. You don't want that to happen. No, get, your, get some advice. But i got to ask you before we end. Go ahead. How did you like your Donald Trump star? Did you get it from me when I sent you the picture of Donald Trump's? Oh, you didn't give it to him? I thought you sent it to him. No, too. I sent it to you oh, to give to him. Oh, she took a picture of the, the star walk of Donald Trump. I already have a picture of that kid. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, all right. I, a, I actually had it framed and it's right next to my bed. Oh, I thought so. I knew you'd <laughs> like that. <laughs> the only one I knew that would like that. My my brother posed next to it with his CNN t-shirt. That That's was, hilarious. That was a great shot. But thank you for thinking of me, though. That's of fantastic. Oh. You see, you always think I of me. I do. Too. I do. You, somebody's got to. Oh, I want to give a plug to this. People need to remember the word letter C, the letter T, bids, B-I-D-S, because that's where you get really inexpensive stuff bid on stuff yeah it's kind of a unique situation it's for seniors transitioning and they're a clean out thing so if you go online if you're in need of furniture or just the wares of everyday rosie living. went there it's at, was at a house yesterday that sounds people very bought cool. like brand new twin beds wow. with brand new mattresses for 20 wow. bucks so wow. ctbids.com because it's people's belongings that they can't take they with them. They want to repurpose it and get it out to people that really truly need it. So it's a great cause, it's a fantastic idea, and it's benefiting people that are in need to get rid of this stuff, and it's benefiting people that really truly need things. Fantastic. Awesome, huh? Yep. I benefited. Yep. I got two names. Yeah, Tina benefited. So, I guess Jeff likes us. So let's I talk guess more we'll about Christmas. Christmas. Well, well let me tell you who I sat next to. You remember Apollo from the Star Trek series, the original Star Trek series, oh, the guy that played Apollo? Yeah. You remember that? We liked them. Remember yeah, him? Yeah, you had to have the original the, Star Trek, the, uh, Michael Forrester. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. sat next to him at the funeral. That was though. That was the crowd I was with in California. Oh. They're old, retired actors, movie actors, 
it was really interesting Very and they cool. were all saying such awesome things about my uncle and that's great it was great but yeah imagine and he still looks freaking fantastic i mean he's tall and handsome and he's still got the curly hair going on it was Easy great there. yeah he was like i was like Whoo. apollo from Battlestar. but he's 86 rick he's right, 86 right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean chicken. you know like I said, I told other people Danny Aiello was supposed to go, but he passed away before the funeral. Oh, I know. I mean, they're all going. These are like I know great that's why we're going to go see William Shatner at the Civic Center next year. Right. Yeah, in these are all January. really amazingly talented people that I was with. And my uncle's movie credits and stage credits are just way too many to cool. mention. But um, L.A. is quite a place. Uh, have you driven? Did you drive around when you were there, Rick? Yeah, yes. don't you notice the MedMen t-shirt? My brother drove us everywhere. He was so awesome, but it well, was... Shout out to MedMen. That's something else, that traffic. It took... It's 17 yeah, miles... 405? 17 miles from where I stayed to the to the airport, and it took an hour and 10 minutes. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. That's it's why crazy. when we have to do layovers, we stay right there. Yeah, we stay right off the airport. Yeah. Right, just off the airport. I'm right. thinking if I go again, I'm flying into Burbank. It just would be a lot easier and a lot closer. Yeah. Well, if, if you I can. stay in Burbank, well, I we was, drove, that's where I was. Yeah. We drove all over the place. We drove uh, up the coast and we went out into the desert. That was really cool. Did you do Hot Venice desert. Beach and yeah, the pier yeah, and all that? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Yep. Now we're gonna do marijuana is legal there. Yeah. yeah. They have stores for it. You oh, just you walk in and you, you buy it. Did you go? Well, I walked in. Which I, that's one? all. Never seen the one I don't know the name. Hills. It said American. Oh, because it said American. <laughs> American. <laughs> so, American Cannabis Company. And I'm like, what? And yep, sure enough. Sure. For all your. That was that was a little animals. strange. Yep. We went, Did you notice how they were like really hard sell salespeople? They weren't very happy in there. I Yours thought people. Happy? I thought people that would sell that stuff would be like really happy. They were very serious. No, they were very serious. Wow. Very serious behind the counter. Oh, wrong place. Oh, we went yeah. to MedMen. It was fantastic. I've never seen anything like it. The people were buying brownies. There was people and cookies. Oh my! I'll get ten dozen elderly. of those. Oh my! There was elderly people in front of us in line. Oh they were seventies. My I brother think. bought a Saxolito. My brother plays sax, and there was a guy on the street who takes PCV pipe, PVC pipe, drills the holes in them to the size of whatever he wants to tune the instrument to, he tunes this to a B-flat, does an artistic design on them, throws in a, a metal neck like you have on a sax and a sax mouthpiece on it. It's only about this big, I'm about, well, a foot to 18 inches maybe, the most, the most. And it sounds exactly like a saxophone. Wow. I thought you said you're gonna smoke out of it. No, like turn a turn a little thing no, that's an instrument. And no. he gives and he gives you he gives you the music so that if you don't know how to read music, he gives you music with like how to just hit the holes to make it sound like a certain song. And it was just one of the coolest that's things really I ever cool. that was one of the coolest things I ever saw. Kind of like Star Wars, where they were in they're in the bar and you see these people playing very short instruments, but they that's what you think of. <laughs> <laughs> you see this guy play this but it was really cool that was one of the neatest things i saw that's I cool it's clever yeah very it clever very clever the guy was really strung say. out i gotta tell you though <laughs> he needed the money <laughs> for christmas we're gonna eat at liberace's museum no way <laughs> gonna go see wayne newton too liberace's museum yeah that? in vegas 
Oh, you're going to Vegas when? Christmas Day. It will oh. be Christmas Day. When are you coming back? January 1. Good for you. You need Vegas. That's what I could say. My mother. Yep, we're going to see Corolla. Maybe she'll gamma. But we're going to see Liberace. Not his real stuff. But I guess he used to live at the... Should I go get Jeff? I don't know. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. 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 We're waiting for you. We're going to keep talking, Jeff. So you come back and get us You must like here. what we're talking about today. I don't know. We're all talking whispery. <laughs> but my mom's so happy she wanted to see Wayne Newton. I got to meet know your mother. That. I can't wait. When she comes this way. Hopefully this summer she'll come. Frick's making a big face. But Merry Christmas. Here yes. comes Jeff. Here comes Diego's. Jeff yeah, to Merry sign Christmas us to off. we got to sign off. Again, Tina Bennett, 315-407. Dads, 407-3237. And Rick Foley, 315-416-2800. Thank you, folks. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. New Happy Year. Holidays. Safe and happy New Year.